All right. So I'm going to go ahead and get started uh, so I don't waste any more time. So um, first off, I know the uh, title of the video, what it says on here should be including bad foods uh, into your calories and macros. But I wanted to put a disclaimer on here and uh, just make sure I say, first off, there are no um, good quote unquote or good or bad quote unquote foods. Um, just want to put a disclaimer in there. If you guys, you guys have probably been following me for a while and have tuned into my stuff. So I'm sure you guys all know that I definitely preach that there are no good and bad foods that all foods can fit, you know, in moderation in any kind of diet. Um, but, you know, with the holiday season coming up with it really um, kind of already starting with Halloween um, a couple of days ago, uh, I know a lot of people want to include different treats into their diets, things like candies, cookies, pies, cakes. Um, maybe they're even just going out to eat more. Um, and, you know, it's 100% possible to include these foods into our diets um, and still see success, whether it's, you know, calorie maintenance, a slight surplus. Um, maybe we are trying to lose fat actively at this time because overall, in the end, Calorie balance is the most important variable when it comes to weight loss and weight gain or weight maintenance. Um, and having this kind of flexibility to fit these um, quote unquote bad foods, you know, into our diets um, can help people stick to their diets or their eating patterns, whatever it is that they're doing long term. Because if we can include these foods that we love, that might not necessarily be um, what people would think of as the most healthy into our diets. Um, that's just going to make our diet more enjoyable. And the more enjoyable your diet is, the more likely you're going to stick to it, sustain it, and see actual long-term results or progress. Um, but including these things too often into our diets um, can make um, following you know, our eating plans or actually seeing progress more difficult uh, for a few reasons. So um, this is why I really wanted to make this video um, because I wanted to highlight some of these uh, reasons why including these foods, you know, might make it harder. So I feel like initially, maybe like 10 years ago, everyone was like, oh, you have to eat clean or maybe even less than 10 years ago. You have to eat clean 100 percent of the time or you're not going to see progress. Um, and now um, I'm glad to see the pendulum pendulum has kind of shifted to where people are now, you know, waking up to I, the idea of including these foods and still seeing progress um, in fat loss. But um, it's important to just know the effects that including too much of these foods into our diets, um, even if we are hitting our calories and protein still, um, it's still going to have some negative um, consequences, which might make it harder to achieve results over time. Uh, so number one is that these uh, kind of quote unquote bad foods, um, a lot of times can be harder to track. So if you're like going out to eat, going to a fast food place, going out to a restaurant and you're eating, um, you know, French fries, a burger with a bunch of bacon, cheese, um, pizza and stuff. If you're going out to eat and you're trying to, you know, track your calories and protein and um, you're eating these foods, it's just simply harder to track because these foods um you know, we're not at home weighing out all of the ingredients. You don't really know how much oil um, the cooks might have used. Um, you don't know how much oil, you know, something's being fried, how much oil is actually getting absorbed into the food. Like you can find a lot of these food items on my fitness pal, but a lot of them are just um, kind of rough, rough estimates. Um, so if you are including them, you know, multiple times a week, um, there are, that just puts you in a position where multiple times a week, what you're tracking might not necessarily be um, 
spot on, which might make you think that you're actually eating a little less than what you actually are. Uh, so number two is that uh, nutrition labels can be slightly wrong too. So these um, kind of quote unquote bad foods, they're usually, you know, processed. They usually have a nutrition label with them. Like you go and buy an apple from a store. Um, apples usually don't have a nutrition label with them, uh, but you can always weigh out an apple and um, find out, you know, how many calories or how many grams of carbs an apple has per gram. And then, you know, figure it out that way. But these nutrition labels that are on kind of these more processed foods like, you know, potato chips, donuts, um, we just have the information on the label to go off of to try to figure out how much of these um, nutrients we are having. And uh, the thing about nutrition labels is that um, I believe it's 20% that, you know, companies are allowed to round up or down. So if something is um, really 200 calories per serving, uh, they can round it down to 180 calories, or they could possibly round it up to 220. But um, most likely, they're probably going to round that down if they can. Uh, that way, it makes the serving size appear as if it's less calories. So people will, you know, buy it more. People are probably more likely to buy something if it says 180 calories per serving versus 200 calories per serving. Uh, so these nutrition labels can be slightly off. And um, this is okay sometimes. It doesn't make that big of a difference um, every once in a while. But if it's happening all of the time, like if you're having donuts um, every single day, that's every single day that you could be off by 20% of your calories that you're tracking. And then if you're having, you know, donuts or something processed like that um, three times a day, then that's three times while you're tracking that you could be 20% off of your calories um, and not know it. And these um, more processed foods, they tend to be more calorie dense, meaning that like a small portion of them, like this little portion that I'm showing with my hand, this might be like 200 calories of like a cookie or something. You find a cookie this size, it could be 200 calories. Um, it's, so it's pretty calorie dense as far as like the actual size of the item. But if you look at something like um, lettuce, um, you could like have that same portion size of a lettuce of lettuce and it can be like one calorie. So if you're estimating things and you accidentally count, you know, one serving of lettuce this size versus, you know, you actually eating three calorie th or three servings of lettuce, um, which, you know, might be like this size, it's only going to be, you know, a few calories of a difference because lettuce is, um, is not very calorie dense. Uh, compared to the size of, you know, the serving size when um, something like a cookie, because this size is 200 calories, you might actually have, you know, this portion, but estimate you're having half of it, but it can be, you know, a 100 to 200 calorie difference. So hopefully that makes sense. But um, more calorie dense foods, uh, the degree of estimation that you are kind of using uh, can just have a bigger impact if you are tracking your total calories in the day. Um, Number three is that uh, these foods that, you know, you would consider bad or unhealthy, um, they're usually processed foods and they usually are pretty low in protein and fiber. Uh, so protein and fiber are obviously important for our health. Um, fiber plays a big role in having, you know, a healthy gut microbiome. Um, it also helps to regulate bowel movements. Um, also can help lower cholesterol, things like that. And then protein is obviously important for health for, um, you know, maintaining muscle mass, um, bone health, bone mineral density, 
but not even really talking about those health related things. Um, protein and fiber help to keep us full. They help us feel um, satiated. They help us feel satisfied after a meal. Um, and these processed foods are usually low in protein and fiber. So they don't really make us feel very full. Uh, most of these protein items or not protein items, processed food items um, are usually higher in carbs and fats. And that's usually it. They usually have that combination of carb and fats. Usually it's some kind of sugar and fat that tastes really good, um, low in protein and fiber. So it doesn't really fill us up. So they're really easy to overeat. Um, but some someone might say, okay, so um, they might make me more likely to overeat, but I'm still tracking my calories. So I'm accounting for it. Definitely true. But even if you are tracking it, um, you're still going to feel more hungry throughout the day. So it's going to make just following, you know, that calorie guideline that you give yourself, it's going to make following that guideline harder because you aren't going to be as full. Um, so you can fill in, let's say like 200 calories um, with like a donut, or you can fill in 200 calories with, um, you know, like a big handful of berries, maybe um, an apple too, and then maybe some lettuce. And, you know, that lettuce, apples, and uh, berries, they're going to fill you up more than 200 calories worth of donut is. Um, so you can certainly, you know, swap those items out here and there, um, you know, as long as you're kind of following your calories and protein requirements. And it, um, overall, it probably won't make a huge difference every once in a while if you do that with your progress, but it's going to just not fill you up as much. So your diet won't be as enjoyable or won't make you feel as full. Um, number four is that um, these processed food items usually have less uh, vitamins and minerals too, which are super important for overall health, um, but they also play really important roles in um, helping our bodies just kind of process energy. So uh, the more vitamins and minerals we have, obviously to a certain extent, we don't want to have too much to where we're having a toxicity of anything. But, um, you know, if we are sufficient in vitamins and minerals, we're going to just overall feel more energized throughout the day versus um, if we are deficient in some of those vitamins and minerals. Um, and then number five is um, full on restriction of these um, quote unquote bad foods um, definitely leads to increased cravings and possibly binging down the road. So we don't want to cut these food items off altogether um, because we're just probably going to be thinking about something thinking about them a lot more. I mean, you tell yourself um, you're not going to have something, you're not allowed to have something. And that's usually the thing that you always think about. So we don't want to full on cut these foods out of our diets. Um, but having them too often can also increase cravings too. And it has something to do with uh, the dopamine response we get from these um, super high calorie, super flavorful foods. Um, Things that foods, food items like processed foods that are high in sugars, uh, sodium, uh, fat, carbohydrates, they generally um, are softer. They feel better in our mouths or they have a, another kind of desirable texture to them, like super crunchy, like potato chips. Um, that kind of combination really spikes our dopamine when we do eat those foods because, you know, they're, they're super tasty. We like the way they feel in our mouths. Um, they have a lot of calories and, um, you know, if we kind of go back to um, our history of evolution, having more calories was super beneficial back then because we needed calories to stay alive when now, you know, we just have an abundance of calories around us that it's not as important, but evolution hasn't really caught up to that. So we still get this huge dopamine spike when we have these foods that are super flavorful, high calorie, 
Um, and if we're having that so often, because we're, you know, every single meal, we're having some kind of processed food item that um, is loaded with sugar and sodium. Uh, it just makes us crave those super flavorful um, items more often, which then, you know, overall, if you're having more cravings for those food items, it's going to make it harder to, um, you know, follow your calorie and protein guidelines because you're going to want to overeat more. So um, like I said, remember, we don't want to full out fully cut these items out because that's going to increase cravings and binging too. But we also don't want to have them in too often to where every single time we eat, we want to have something super processed, super high flavor and super uh, calorie dense. So it's important to find the right balance between the two. Um, and restricting yourself of these food items when you're always thinking about them can often lead to binging. Uh, so my biggest tip would be to change your environment so you simply just don't think about the food items as much. Um, so, you know, when we're always exposed to, you know, pictures or, you know, someone having pizza, always ex driving down the road and always seeing, you know, at McDonald's and things, we usually don't um, like crave these things just sitting in our house when we're not exposed to them at all. We usually get some kind of stimulus um, whether it's, you know, online or we pass a restaurant or we smell a food item, those types of things kind of trigger um, our cravings to make us want those. So if we can kind of control our environment a little bit as much as we can, we can reduce the amount of times we actually even think about uh, wanting these food items. So um, some tips to kind of alter your food environment to make it easier to where you can just, you know, have a reasonable amount of these foods and not have them um, all the time. Uh, Number one would be to uh, keep desserts or treats in a pantry behind closed doors. Um, so instead of having, you know, a big bowl of candy sitting out on your kitchen table, every time you go in the kitchen and grab a drink or something, you see that big bowl and it's so easy. It's almost impossible not to just grab one little piece of candy, but you end up doing that, you know, five, six, seven times a day. And then, you know, you get into that kind of overeating on that food item realm. So if we can keep those treats, those candies behind closed doors, we just don't think about them as much. We're not as exposed to them. You might find yourself, um, you know, maybe grabbing three a day instead of six or seven a day just by simply putting them behind a closed door so you don't see them. Um, so that's one little tip. Uh, number two is keep them stored in the back um, in pantries. So maybe, you know, if you find yourself getting them maybe three times instead of six or seven, because you put them in the pantry, um, but you want to get that down to maybe once per day, put them in the very back of the pantry. So you definitely can't even see them when you open the pantry and it just takes more work. Sadly, humans are just really lazy creatures. And if we have to put in a little bit extra work to get a food item, um, we're less likely to actually go through with it and eat it. Um, so instead of putting them too on kind of the bottom shelf where it's easy to grab, you can even put them in the very top shelf. So you have to grab a stool or grab a chair or climb up on the counter or something to get them. Um, and it just makes us more or less likely to, um, you know, choose those items. And then going along with that, what we want to do is replace those easily accessible foods um, that are, you know, more candy or desserts driven and replace those with fresh fruit or healthy snacks in plain sight. So replace that bowl of candy with um, a bowl of fresh fruit or something like that, or maybe have some, you know, mixed nuts um, right when you open up the pantry or have your vegetables sitting out in the very open uh, right when you open up your, um, 
refrigerator, having those, you know, healthier items, uh, right in plain sight. Um, it's going to make them just more, make you more likely to grab those food items and eat them. Sim <laughs> like, to be honest, it's sometimes it's that simple. And just those little changes can make just following your, um, plan so much easier. Um, another point that I, you know, have never really brought up before, but, uh, try to stay off of like food Instagram or food Facebook. Uh, I know a lot of people follow a lot of accounts with these, you know, really fancy dessert recipes. And um, they're really great for finding a recipe for like a certain event, like on Thanksgiving, if maybe you're um, the one responsible for bringing a dessert to the party or something. And um, having those accounts that you follow with those recipes can be super helpful. But uh, if we're constantly looking at those um, throughout the day, like I said, the more like the more times we're exposed to a certain picture of a food item or the smell or something like that, um, we're just going to crave it more. So maybe unfollowing those food um, pages and only accessing them when you actually need to find a recipe for something like that um, can help you just decrease your cravings too. Uh, another tip is to have treats pre-portioned uh, for the day in the beginning of the day. So one thing that I did about a month ago, uh, my wife and I, we bought uh, peanut M&Ms because we love peanut M&Ms. They're so good. Um, but one thing that I did was uh, I took a, a little um, Tupperware container and I just put in like one to one and a half servings of those in that little container every single morning and told myself, okay, like I get to have this throughout the entire day. Um, and I can, you know, eat them when I want, but whenever I eat them, I'm going to take them out of that container. That way I know exactly how much I'm having. And I know I'm not just mindlessly eating, um, some without any, you know, regard for exactly how many servings I'm having. Uh, so a lot of times, um, in that situation, most people would just, they would just reach right out of the bag of peanut M&Ms, have a handful, go sit down on the couch, come back, get a drink. Oh, peanut M&Ms, grab another handful and just have no idea how much they're eating. And maybe if they had some kind of cue to trigger them to say like, oh, this was two servings I had, that's probably enough for today. They would, you know, stop and choose a healthier option. But because they didn't have that um, kind of reminder of how much they ate, they ended up just overeating. So pre-portioning things out can one help to serve as a reminder of how much you're eating because once I finished that little portion I know I had one and a half servings of peanut M&Ms that day um, and then number two it can just help to eliminate that habit of just reaching into a bag mindlessly um, and that habit can also carry over to other other food items like potato chips and things like that as well um, and then my last tip would be to just really reflect on how good you feel after eating more whole food nutrition, nutritious sources. Um, so when you do have, you know, a fruit as a snack, maybe a fruit and some nuts or something like that, um, think about how good you feel after. Think about, you know, how energized you feel after. Um, think about how full and satisfied you feel after, but you don't feel super, um, you know, super full and stuffed and sluggish. Um, because a lot of times when we do eat these more processed food items, uh, we do tend to feel more sluggish. Um, we don't feel like we can, you know, just get up and go for a run right after. Um, so we just feel more tired, sluggish, and usually we don't feel as great right after we eat them. Um, sometimes emotionally we feel great because they taste really good, uh, which is perfectly fine to, you know, to do that every once in a while. But, um, Sometimes, you know, physically, we just don't feel the greatest. And if we really emphasize when we do choose those more healthy, nutritious, whole sources, um, 
how good we feel after we're just going to be more likely to subconsciously choose those later on. So, um, I hope this video was helpful. Um, I really just wanted to include those kind of caveats and tips in there. Like I said, um, you can always include these foods in moderation, um, in your diets. And I definitely encourage you guys to do that because like I said, the more you restrict completely, the more likely you are going to end up increasing your cravings and binging on them later. But, um, it's important to not make up, you know, make half of your diet consist of these highly processed foods. So, um, let me know in the comments if this was helpful. Uh, let me know if you like this video, give it a like, um, share it with a friend or something like that. Tell a friend that you feel like would benefit from this video. Um, tell them to uh, message me for the link to join. I'd love to add that, add them to the group so they can get this information too. But I uh, hope you guys have a great rest of your Monday, a great week, and I'll talk to you guys later.